0: Well, hi folks. Uh, welcome to the second week of our new normal from wherever you're watching from. You might be in your lounge room, in your kitchen, in your car, you might even be in your bedroom with your PJs still on, um, if you are, good luck to you. Um, you know, there's, I've said a number of times as we have been com- contemplating and talking about this new normal that I really expect we're gonna find a bunch of things that as we uh, learn and try things about how we can be the church and be a community in this time, we're going to find a bunch of things that are so wonderful, that are so good, that add so much value. We'll continue to do them on the other side of this. And there is another side. We are going to get through this, folks. Um, So I look forward to that. I'm not sure whether coming to church in your pajamas will be one of those things. But hey, it's a brave new world. Uh, Let's not rule out anything at this stage. Hey, look, this morning, I just want to take a few moments to encourage you in God uh, in this season. And um, I know over the last week, I've felt very encouraged as I've had conversations about um, how God has gone before us into this time. You know, there's so many things that are uncertain. There's so many things that are unfamiliar, um, that we're not used to, like, we're not used to doing church like this. We're not used to Perhaps some of you are working from home now. Perhaps some of you are trying to work from home and you've got your kids home as well. We're not used to that. Um, we're praying for you. Um, uh, you. We're not used to going to the supermarket and seeing just whole sections with not much food or empty of food. It can be very, very unsettling and cause anxiety. And that can spiral into all sorts of things. Um, I wanna push back against that to say that even though we're not used to that, and God, God knows and God is going before us and Phil encourages us this morning to really ground our sense of hope and our sense of where God is in this time in his word and um, and in the way in which he's been already speaking to us. I, I really do feel that God's uh, prepared us. He's been speaking to us. And when I was thinking about all of the themes that over the last 18 months that particularly in our teaching time we felt like oh yeah god really wants to highlight this highlight this thing that that we sort of keep coming back to it really i mean it was good at the time but it feels even more true and more important now think back to 18 months ago i think it was that might have even been longer and we had a series of sermons and teaching that pastor josh uh kicked off our teaching pastor when he told that story about the explorers who were looking for the Northwest Passage they were trying to find a way to the new world at that stage they were coming from the old world from Europe from England and they thought there would be a way to get to the new world um, through the very top going over the top of um, Canada through the Arctic Circle and so they um, they went looking for this Northwest Passage and it was an ill-fated trip history tells us and actually when they sent out search parties unfortunately they didn't make it but what history records and what we reflected on was how they tried to take things with them from the old world Um, and famously there was like 12 um, 12 sets of bone China that they took so that they could continue the tradition of having tea every hour or whatever it was there was all these libraries there was uh, of books and all these things that they didn't need because they couldn't leave them behind as they went to the new world. There was a way, and actually people who came after them found them, but they were so tied to things of the old that they couldn't enter into this new way. Um, You know, There's obvious parallels there. We then spent all last year looking at the way in which God spoke to and comforted and um, revealed himself to his people when they were in exile. And actually, that's quite a common... um, a common experience of God's people to feel like that they are in a foreign land they're in a foreign time they're in, a, in amongst foreign behaviors with things that are uncertain and new and again that's you know that is our world at the moment particularly we looked at Daniel uh, and the way in which he found himself along with God's people in exile in Babylon and The concern was how do we continue to worship because all of the old practices that were built around the temple when they would gather together, we can't do that anymore. Is God even here with us? A very deep concern. And God spoke to them. And he spoke to them originally out of Jeremiah. Remember we looked at uh, Jeremiah 29 where there was a promise that, look, this is going to happen. Again, God was going before and speaking to them, preparing them. And I want you to just, as much as you can, live life normally. Trust me and live life normally. And actually beyond that, he he requested of God's people in amongst them, seek the good and the blessing of those around you, even who wouldn't identify as God's people. That's the identity I want you to take on. And again, those words seem so real for us as we're like, we've got to find new ways of being the church, but also make sure we continue to be a people who look out for others as we came into this year we very much as we prayed and sought God together um, this theme of renewal was uh, was forefront in our mind and as we kick that off you'll remember um, pastor Josh again spoke about from Psalm 46 which I want to take a look at today the whole Psalm but in particular Um, he looked at verse 4 Psalm 46 verse 4 that says there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God and that was a picture it's been the main metaphor that we've looked at the idea of God renewing us bringing life there's this uh, promise of a river a spiritual river that nourishes and brings life to us and the, the assurance from Psalm 46 is there is a river and as Josh has said a number of times the funny thing is in Jerusalem there isn't really a river there, there's sources of water there's springs there's water but there's no river and the point being that even when there doesn't look like there is a source of life God is making that possible I think it's a really powerful truth as we look at Psalm 46 in a moment and I encourage you to um, to grab your grab your Bible or get your, your device or your phone ready we're gonna read it together Um, I wonder if we can look at this idea of renewal uh, through the lens of resetting there's so much in life that's going to be that is being in the process of being reset in this season and renewal in a way I know the times in my life when I have felt like I've gone through a significant renewal in a spiritual sense it's like God is resetting things with a greater sense of focus and clarity and purpose priority shift the important things come up the list the less important things go down the list, and there's a sense of resetting. Um, You've heard lots of people say, um, sometimes out of fear and anxiety, and sometimes out of hope, I'm certainly in the the second camp, that really the world's changed, it's not gonna be the same. I think there is a a form of renewal and resetting that's going on. In the midst of a really painful time, I don't wanna minimize for a moment, what that will the pain and the difficulty the stripping away that many of us all of us are going to experience already we have already i'm very conscious that i'm talking to uh, brothers and sisters whom i've loved who've already experienced loss of income Um, perhaps this weekend you you are contemplating work your employment maybe is looking very grave Um, Things that we've built foundations and expectations above, they're they're being shaken. And I don't wanna minimize that for the moment, but I do wanna encourage you this morning in the time that we've got, that in this resetting, there's gonna be a gift. God is looking to give us a gift that will actually be for for life beyond this time in this resetting. It doesn't feel like there's much gifting going on at the moment. Not for a moment, by the way, friends, am I saying that I think this virus is, is God's doing. Um, we need to be careful because everyone's maybe got a little bit more time on their hands and access to the internet and devices and that's sort of a, our main source of information in a lot of ways. There's some really nutty conspiracy theories and nutty theology as people are trying to make sense of things. And I want to put my cards on the table, not for a moment, do I think. That God is the source of this virus that's going to take people's lives and people's uh, um, put at risk people's sense of well-being. It's not from God, but God is doing something. And in this time together, I want to encourage us from Scripture. God's gone before us. He's preparing us. But he's actually going to do something in us and through us in this time uh, of, of renewal, of resetting with a purpose. Um, why don't you go and grab, press pause if you need to, and go and grab scripture um, and open up. We're going to read through Psalm 46 together. So I'm just going to give a little break while I take a sip of my coffee here while you go and do that. There we go. <clears throat> We're back together. And um, like I said, the, the verse in Psalm 46 we've been looking at, mostly, it's kind of been like an, a, a, an umbrella scripture in the way Jeremiah 29 was is uh, verse four, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The context of this is even more powerful. Um, I want to read from from verse one of Psalm 46. You can read along with me. The psalmist says, the spirit of God through the psalmist says, God is our refuge and strength an ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. The context of this promise that there is the source of life um, for you to not just endure difficulties but to to prosper to bring life the source of this is in an environment where everything is changing psalm 46 uh, starts with saying god is our refuge and strength when in ever and ever present help in trouble the context is trouble the imagery here of the mountains quaking and falling into the sea In the ancient world, really the same as today, mountains were these symbols of things that were unshakable, the most secure sort of stable thing, a mountain. It couldn't be moved. You you could not at that stage in the ancient world, you couldn't go through mountains. You had to go around them. They were just there. And so the imagery when the Psalmist writes of them shaking and falling into the sea means everything's shaking. uh, Everything is shaking. The most secure thing in earth, on the earth a mountain is actually not secure anymore and in this context the spirit of god says but there is a river it seems so appropriate so telling so powerful for this time Um, jesus told a very famous parable that was probably one of your favorites if you went to sunday school we sung songs about it about um, a foolish builder and a wise builder and the wise builder uh, the, so, the foolish builder built his house upon sand and the wise on the rock. Now, the thing about that parable is well, no one would really intentionally build their house upon sand. And here is uh, the beginning of wisdom if we recognize that there are things that we think look like mountains that we build our life upon, that actually, when the shaking happens, we discover is only sand. Part of the gift of this season is for us, is for God to bring before us the things that perhaps we thought were mountains, we thought were rock, but actually were sand. Um, I went, I learned this lesson and we learned this lesson in my life in, in a very powerful way when I was uh, younger. And in fact, we were pregnant. Some of you might not be for familiar, I've, I've spoken out of this experience before, But um, not long after we were married, we bought a house. And it just so happened through a coincidence, a serendipitous coincidence of history, we bought our house about the same time as an unprecedented rise in the value of property. Um, And I woke up one morning and thought I was a real estate tycoon uh, because of really uh, everybody's house had gone up, but for some reason I thought um, I'd cracked the secret of real estate. Um, And we decided, I, and um, to actually do some things where we went into a property development. And um, I discovered that as a property developer, I made a great youth pastor, which was what I was really doing at the time. As a side hustle of doing a property development, I discovered I was a great youth pastor. In fact, I often tell people as a property developer, I'm a great ballerina. Um, It just did not go well at all. And we had been talking about doing this because we, we, in ministry, we were considering a life in ministry, we were trying to sort of set ourselves up financially. Um, Christy was pregnant with Jonah at this, at this stage and it, as it went on, it became clear that this was not going well and the pressure of, um, of that was really weighing down and we had to find a way out. And... Um, I came, it was a time of great stress for me. I was waking up in the morning, uh, stressed and, uh, working through the day and trying to find a solution. And it became clear that actually the solution would be, or a solution, a solution would be to sell our house. Very counterintuitive thing to do. Um, so that we could finish the, the development and move on with life. And I came to a point where I realized, That actually the issue of what was being stripped away was not so much selling the house, but that I had bought into uh, what was effectively a lie that my security and our security as a family was on the foundation of our physical wealth of our material wealth and in particular owning property. Now there is a truth in this. There's even something I think you can support from scripture about the value of real estate. My mistake was that I had thought it was ultimate truth, that my ultimate security, I I hadn't realised, but it was what was preventing us from walking out of that was me hanging on to something. And actually when I came to the realisation that actually the reason I was hanging on to that was attached to it was a was a lie. was a worldview that wasn't true. I could let it go. And even though it took another six months of walking through that and of finishing that, it thoroughly changed the way I walked through that six months. Because I was able to realise that God was wanting to not strip us of the house. That wasn't God's doing. I made a pretty good job of that. It was actually, he wanted to reveal the sand that I thought was a mountain. And this is where, folks, I feel that the three-step dance we've been talking about uh, of renewal, of how God renews, resetting with a purpose, with a, with a kingdom purpose, of purgativa. We use the, the Latin terms here because it's something that's been passed down to us by our, by our ancestors in faith. Purgativa, which is purging, stripping away, making room for God. Illuminativa, which is God revealing truth to us in a way that brings life. And then unitiva, where we we come into union and we flow with what God is doing in our life. That was a very, very powerful experience I went through at that time. And I wanna encourage you that God will be doing the same for you and for us in this season. There was uh, a, a stripping away They're not of, again, the material assets. It's not that God wanted to make us poor and we weren't poor and we were fine, but actually he wanted us to recognize that we were building on sand, me in particular. And then in that, he then revealed and showed and gave gifts to me of understanding in relationship. I mean, interestingly, in that season, one of the the people who walked closest to me um, was Josh. And that was where he was in his early 20s at that stage. I was a bit older. the strength of our friendship in that time was really forged in the way in which he stood with me and so much has come from that blessing that that was a gift to me and and others as well, Pastor Charles in that as well there were so many gifts that Christy and I that were were like true rocks that we built our life upon, now I look back at that season and I go what if I would tried to hang on to that house, what if I kind of wasn't prepared to come into union with what God was doing and I felt like I needed to hang on to it all of these gifts that God was giving to me that he was showing I, I could have missed all of that and folks I really encourage you uh, that God will be doing the same for you there is going to be pain again not for a moment do I want to minimise what you or your family might have to endure um, in this season, or in life beyond that, um, this is going to be difficult. But and and there's there's things that could be at risk. But that's actually what's always the risk in life, isn't it? There's no promises there. But God does promise. Psalm 46 says that He is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help when in trouble. Well, it feels like we're in a little bit of trouble, but God is here. Um I want to read from uh, verse 4 again. It says there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. I remember that experience and maybe you're having somewhat of this where you would wake up in the morning and straight away into a place of anxiety and stress. It seems that the kind of thoughts that you think in the wee hours of the morning or first thing, they're, they're really good ones. And I got into a pattern of trying to, and if I use the, the phrase of that three-step thing, where I would get into union each day with what God was doing. I'd come to scripture. He really spoke to me out of Isaiah in that time. I journaled through it. And there would be a peace would come. as so I would come, and come into union with what God was really doing in my life. Like I said, we had six months of sort of walking through that where we had to complete... Um, this uh, ill-fated property uh, development. But it completely reshaped what I thought was happening in that time. And God, I encourage you in in the morning, God's going to speak to you in the morning as you get in union with what he wants to do in your life, what you're prepared to release and to be stripped away, what he's going to illuminate and show. And as you flow with that, You'll be flowing in a river of life, I guarantee. And there will, there will be a hope. You're now building on the rock that Jesus talks about. And there will be a completely different spirit about the way in which you walk. And it's the kind of spirit that when Peter talks about, always be prepared to give an answer for the hope you have. That it's that kind of thing. You will have a sense of hope that sure, we're not denying what's going on. We're not living in some sort of alternate reality but we also know God is present. He's an ever-present help in time of of trouble. Psalm 46 finishes with this, uh, folks, and it might be also, it's such a rich psalm, you might be familiar with this statement as well, or this, this passage. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. And as we finish this morning, I just encourage uh, you, we're gonna have time on our hands, use some of that time, perhaps it's in the morning, perhaps there's other times, to be still, to seek God, because the promise is, again, Psalm 46 was written in the context where things, the trouble is so great that even the mountains are falling And the encouragement is to be still, to to give God the gift and the space of our time. And in that, you will receive the knowledge that he is God, he's with you. And there is a river that will bring life and make glad the city of God, make make glad the people of God. Folks, there's a great promise there. I encourage you this week to um, start telling these stories Start perhaps sharing with people you trust, maybe people in your life group, if you do that or with others, what you feel like God might be doing in you. It encourages other people to see God at work in people's lives. Um, To to answer the question, what would it look like? What's required of you and your family to flow in union with with what God might be doing in you and in us? I've got a great sense of anticipation for what God's going to add to us in this time, I know there's a lot stripped away. I want you to know you're not alone. You've got brothers and sisters, you've got a community of faith who are here for you. We're we're walking through this together. But we know that God is our refuge and our strength. We're not hopeless, hopeless. We're building our lives and resetting our lives on the rock. Let me pray. Lord God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for everyone who's watching this right now. And I'm picturing faces, I'm picturing families, Um, Lord. And I just, I pray that for all of the very real anxiety and fear, um, the questions about what the road ahead, Lord God, I just pray that there would be moments in our day, in our week, where we are still and we receive through the Spirit the knowledge that you are God and you are with us. Lord, show us what you're doing. What, show us the gift, Lord. I pray that each individual, each family and us as a church, we would be open to the fact that there's going to be a gift in this season. It might not feel like it now, but the further we come from this and on the other side, we look back and go, wow, that was powerful. That was a rock that we're building out. We're resetting our lives upon. Holy Spirit, show us how to support each other. Lord God, give us us the gift of compassion of concern, of generosity, Lord God, towards each other and people in our street. Uh, Thank you that you are with us. You don't forsake us, that you're an ever-present help in times of trouble. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Bless you guys.